Hi, everybody. Welcome to Conversations with Calvin, We the Species. And this is a little sizzle reel uh, to tell you all that I'm with Nancy Ryan. Uh, and it's, it's best if I, I kind of spit out here the, the title of this uh, interview, which has been uh, in the making for a long, long time. Uh, Nancy knows what I'm talking about. Uh, but this is Nancy Ryan, a singer-songwriter. She's a record producer. She's a radio show host of Ryan Rocks It, Asbury Park Style, which is nine years old today. Uh, and she's also a, an actor and a humanitarian and even an ecologist. Uh, and Nancy and I met 10 years ago, almost, uh, and, and Nancy kind of took me under her wing and taught me about the music world here as I was a, a, a new journalist. And, and we've had this wonderful, special friendship that has endured for 10 years. And, and uh, uh, I'm so thrilled to, to welcome you, Nancy, to this. It's kind of like returning the favor because you've Thank interviewed you me. So uh, just do a quick little bio of yourself and then we'll, we'll kind of jump into some questions. Um, okay, awesome. Well, we have done this, we have done this before um, where you, I mean, I've interviewed you before and you've interviewed me before. I believe at Hamilton Radio, well, okay, I'll give a quick bio of me. Yeah, I grew up in Asbury Park I was thinking about this last night, how I lived a few blocks up from the Wonder Bar, and we lived right behind a big old house across from Sunset Lake. And I was looking at some old pictures of me and the, the various do dogs, stray dogs that, that we had, and um, just reminiscing about my childhood and growing up there and how much I loved it. And then we moved, uh, we lived um, on, like I said, Fifth Avenue, right where that first bridge is, when you get up to, so you got a few blocks from the Wonder Bar. So I was within walking distance of the boardwalk and I was always, oh my God, all over Asbury Park. And then we moved to um, 707 6th Avenue, which is up on Main Street and closer to the other bridge that goes over into Allenhurst. And so we lived there for quite a while. And then my father, as he was, uh, gaining in his, um, he built boats, my dad, for seven, for 13 years, and they were called Ryan Skiffs. So every year in convention hall, my father would be in the boat show, his boats, and they were beautiful. And so I'm your typical, I am a, a, a Irish, um, German, Austrian, Irish Catholic girl uh, from Asbury Park, New Jersey. And um, there are a total of eight of us. Um, there are four girls and four boys, and I always say that I'm the eldest, which, well, my, my younger sister, because there was 10 years between another girl, she always gets a little irritated. She'll go, I don't know why you have to always say that, Nancy. And I go, well, because it's true. And I just heard on TV the other night, I was watching a show, I love podcasts, and it was a talk show of some kind. And someone said, when there's a the firstborn is a male, which there was, which was Billy Ryan, the guitar man, my beloved brother who passed away from COVID January 24th, uh, 2021. We just had an amazing um, 
they had the Billy Ryan musical memorial for him out at his daughter's farm. Billy was Billy was good friends with Bruce Springsteen. Yes, he was. He played with Bruce. Um, the last photos I have of him playing with Bruce, he played with him every time they did. My brother was one of the original upstage players. So he knew Bruce. He was five years older than Bruce. So Bruce was very interested in Billy to be in the band. But my brother was having his second child or first child or whatever. I don't really remember. But he also was building a sheetrock business of his own. And he chose his marriage and family over music. And then two years later, when his, his I guess it was his second daughter, was uh, old enough, then he went on tour with James Cotton Blues Band as lead guitarist for about two years. Then he went on tour with one of my very close friends, uh, Clarence Clemens, who I met in my brother's kitchen when I was very young. We were in our, I was in my 30s. Clarence had a few years on me, but I walked in and there he was, biggest day. And oh my God, I'll never forget that night. And we became instant friends and we were friends for life. So I didn't get, I mean, I saw him when I could. I even, we, we saw each other in Maui and I just have a lot of Clarence. I'm writing a book too. So all this stuff will be in my book. Unfortunately, in those days, people weren't clicking pictures everywhere. The only thing people that were taking pictures were the newspaper people, you know, paparazzi. So unfortunately, I mean, I do have some photographs, but anyway, from the newspapers of my brother. And uh, uh, can we just anyway, go back to, back to me? Yeah, let's get back. Let's to go me. back to your brother Billy because oh, okay. uh, Billy, uh, Billy helped you on your road into the music world, correct? Yeah, he oh, big time, big time. Because I remember, well, we moved over to Allenhurst. And my brother was about 13 and he was two years younger, uh, older than me rather. And he was playing guitar since he was like maybe 12 or 13. And he would be down the cellar and playing guitar and having other musicians coming in and coming out. They'd come around the back and go in down the cellar. And I would be sitting, it was, you'd go down from our kitchen, you go down one little flight and then another little flight the other way to our cellar. So I, I would be sitting up at the top of the stairs and just listening to all of the music going on. And I had also been singing since I was in, um, let's see, I was probably started singing in fifth grade at Holy Spirit Grammar School. So I went to grammar school, Holy Spirit, um, actually Vinny Lopez went to Holy Spirit too. But wow. yeah, so, um, and I went there my whole, from kindergarten through eighth grade. Then my father forced me to go to Star of the Sea Academy, but, uh, in Long Branch, I'd have to take the train up there, but I, I begged out of that as a sophomore and went to Asbury. But getting back to my brother, Billy, yeah, he was a big influence on my music, but my mother was even more of an influence because my mother was a singer and an actress in addition to a baby maker. <laughs> she was an awesome baby maker and an awesome housekeeper and a tailor. She had a, Even with all those children, my mother managed and she didn't have to. She didn't have to work. I mean, she had enough work to do in the house. And I was the oldest daughter, so I'm the Cinderella. So I got, <laughs> there was 10 years between any more girls. So I had to like, you know, help do the, my mother would never let me wash the dishes. I guess she thought I was gonna cut myself or something. And we had these huge dinners every single night. So my mother was a great cook and I thank her for that. But, um, so my mother was playing constantly all of this music like she had an out al an album collection like you couldn't believe 
She had everything from Broadway, Barbara Streisand. She had jazz, Nancy Wilson. She had Willie, ne um, she had, um, oh my gosh. Um, she had all of the big shows, like a West Side Story. She had victory at sea for my father because my father was a big, of course, an ocean guy. And he loved Jacques Cousteau. You know, that's the only thing we could watch on TV when he was home, if it was on. And uh, ocean picture, you know, things about that. But um, my mother was always listening to music and singing. And so was her sister, my Aunt Jean. And since my Aunt Jean only had one child, a son, and couldn't have any more children, my Aunt Jean would pick me up sometimes for weekends and bring her, us to Point Pleasant. My Aunt Jean, she was like, my mother was kind of serious type. <clears throat> my Aunt Jean was like, and my mother, I have pictures of my mother and my aunt. They were in vaudeville and they were singers and dancers. And um, so it was just in their blood. You know, the music was just in them. And so my Aunt Jean would pick me up and she would start driving the car from Allenhurst to Point Pleasant. And she would start singing, you know, when the red, red rom goes bob, bob, bobbing along, along. And so we would be, I'd be learned, I learned all these songs from my aunt, these really old time songs. And um, she was such a positive person. And um, so I would spend, and I was looking at pictures of me with my, my cousin, Bobby, who was a lot, I was like, see, seven years younger than me. So I have pictures of me with him. And um, it's been a very nostalgic time for me, um, having my brother pass. And my other brother, my Irish twin brother passed 10 years ago in January, January 27th, he died. And that was devastating and really devastating to me. And of course, losing my brother really was just as devastating. And um, but it is part of life, death. And um, I'm making, you know, I'm going through that, that grieving period. And uh, I think that my brother Billy is more with me now than he was when he was on earth. He was a, um, a he was, uh, for people who knew my brother, um, he was so, so talented. And so was my brother, Bobby. He was a fabulous guitar player and a singer and a songwriter, but he was is, extremely shy. Is Billy uh, recognized on that big thing in front of... Uh, yes, uh, yes, of course. On Convention I, Hall in Asbury Park? Yes, uh, it's the monument uh, right outside the He's recognized on the monument, the sound of yeah. Asbury Park? Billy was the only... They had two sounds of Asbury Park. And Billy was the featured artist of both of them. So Gary Talent and all these other musicians flew in from all over the country to play with my brother Billy at the Stone Pony. And so on that, on the uh, monument, it says this. It says Johnny Shaw, who was the uh, founder of the Jaywalkers, and they toured and opened for bands like Chicago. And I, I don't know exactly who the bands were, but big bands. And then it says Billy Ryan. And then it says Bruce Springsteen. Wow. So, wow. and then it goes on and on and on. And I said, there better be room on that thing for me. I don't care if I'm 100 years old when I get recognized for my abilities as a singer-songwriter. <laughs> but anyway. Um, right, yeah. So I have a, a, a burning question. Yes. Uh, uh, even though I've known you a long time, uh, I, I'm not sure I know the answer. But uh, the, you're growing up and, and, and you're learning music from Billy and all of a sudden, one day you, you pick up and you leave and you go to California. 
Well, yeah. Um, I for a long time. Yes, I did. Um, and I was like, I, I just, I was just talking to a very old friend of mine. I have to mention him, and I was friends with him since I was eighteen years old. And his name was Steve Lasardi. So, and getting back to my mother, my mother sang on WJLK. My father would take her to all the piano bars, and my mother would sing. And then she, actually, after having all those children, my mother went to college. Went to college, and she not only graduated from Monmouth University, but she got her master's degree, wow. and she was going for her doctorate. Wow. My mother was like just extremely intelligent and um, beautiful. She was tall. Oh my God! Though my mother was like five, um, if I almost five nine, five eight and a half. I'm a shrimp. I'm the shrimp of the family. But getting back to the music, my mother got into doing again what she loved. She sang in the choir at St. Mary's Church her entire life. Never missed a Sunday at church. So that's. I, I just have to say, my parents, both of my parents, were. Um, so creative in so many ways and they gave all of their children um like snip snippets or snippets snippets of their creativity and my father would i just have so many memories that's why i'm writing a book i have wonderful memories of growing up in asbury park so i would go though i followed my mother's footsteps and i had a friend steve lusardi who was in a band called the dynamic duo and so he was the organ, V3 organ player. And he's on my album, by the way. And they call him the maestro because he came in with all the written music and handed it out to all the greatest musicians. I had John Harrington was my lead guitarist from Steely Dan because on that album because my brother was up in Vermont and couldn't come down. And it, um, it was winter time. And uh, anyway, getting back to the music thing, I would go with uh, my girlfriend, go to all the piano bars and sing. And I sang at uh, the Pillow Talk in Asbury Park. And I sang at uh, Christie's on Highway 35 at the restaurant. I sang at um, a club in my girlfriend's father owned a club in Long Branch. So I was getting a real name for myself even at 18 as a singer and an entertainer. Um, so I would do like the classics, you know, sing the classics. I did not sing original material when I sang out at the piano bars. But yeah, so I was here through my, um, until I was 32 years old. And I just, my sister-in-law's brother, Ray, would come home for Christmas and he said to me, Nancy, and I was single. And I have a story about that. Something, well, I'm not gonna go into that. It will be in my book. I have a lot of, I, I am going to do a tell-all book. So I'll change the names to protect the guilty. You know what I mean? And I don't feel guilty for anything I've done in my life anyway. But um, other people might, you know, take not want that known about them. So I'll have to change their names, whatever they did <laughs> with me or with anybody, whatever. So getting back to leaving. Ray says, Nancy, you know, you're single, you're young. Uh, are you going to spend the rest of your life in New Jersey? Because he had moved years before that. And he had moved to San Diego. He said, you can come out anytime you want and stay with me as long as you want and reestablish yourself. So I thought about it for a little while. And right after the uh, Red Bank Rockers had their grand opening on New Year's Eve in January, 
It took me another January, February, March, April, May, June, July, August, September, October. Nine months later, after that, I moved to San Diego. And I was living in Asbury Park in a beautiful carriage house, the whole top of the carriage house I had. And it was just great. And I had it all decorated in all um, antiques. And I gave my parents all my antiques for their house in Allenhurst to keep for me. And some of my brothers and over the years took some things for their places, but I didn't care. I got them back when I moved back. But I, yeah, I, my brother Billy took me to the airport. I had, and I sent my daughter Nina, my daughter Michelle lived here, stayed here in New Jersey and, and went to high school here, went to college here. And my um, youngest daughter, there's uh, five years between them, my youngest, well, anyway, that's a long story. It's a, a little bit complicated. But my youngest daughter went with her father. I was divorced. I divorced um, my childhood sweetheart. Sometimes I think that was a mistake, but there's no looking back. Um, I wouldn't be where I am today if I had followed that path. So my brother Billy brought me to North Airport. I had a one-way ticket. I had a huge uh, suitcase of clothing and my guitar in the other hand. And so he put me on American Airlines and off I went and Ray picked me up at the airport. And um, I stayed for 28 years. <laughs> so, um, and I literally went there because I was just, I was not mommy material at the time. I was really hanging around with a very fast crowd I was really, you know, I'm a musician. So naturally, uh, you know, I was singing songwriting and I always thought, you know, I always thought that some of the, you know, a few drinks would really help, you know, before you get on stage, a few, just two, of course, before you perform, cause you don't want to be like, you know, out of it. But to write when I was home at late at night and I was, I was a night owl. So I don't know how I ever got up and went to work, but I did somehow by the grace of God. But I would write and I have some of my writing. And when I look back at it, I go, God, you have like different personalities. You're writing up this way, then you're writing down. You're Because <laughs> I probably I wouldn't do many, but I've written over a hundred songs and um, I've recorded so far uh, 14 songs and um so I have a lot more songs to record, but um, I had a blast in California. California, I totally became, it took a while, but I became not a Jersey girl anymore. I mean, I still have that Jersey in me, I always will, but the people in San Diego have a different lifestyle completely. And I was always attracted to, I was raised with the best of the best. My father worked so many jobs to get us the best, to give us the best food, the best education, the best at home, um, you know, private schools, beach clubs. And God bless him for that because my father didn't even graduate from high school. He, he went to be a sophomore and then he built a multi-million dollar construction company. So um, with, um, Henry Vaccaro, actually. So Henry got a hold of my dad when Henry was only 20 years old. And my father was a lot, you know, was older than him, of course. And my father really built that business with Henry. Yeah. And, uh, they built hospitals and they built the Parkview, Seaview Terrace over on Wesley Lake. And they uh, built libraries and 
Um, my father got out of building boats, which he did for 13 years and supported us on that. And so I grew up on the ocean fishing and loved it. I'm a fisherwoman and my dad was a lobster fisherman too and built up, he had two lobster fishing boats when he died and my brothers um, inherited those. One sank, but the other one, they, and they were selling lobsters to every, all the restaurants. They had something like 200 lobsters. I mean, I don't know. I had a really, I can't, I had such an awesome life in Asbury, you know? I mean, I, it, it was like, uh, it's a funny thing I want to mention because you had a question. I, when I was, um, before I even went to high school, my father, when I was young, I was about 13, 14, I had so much energy. Oh my God, I was always out on my bicycle. Where are they? My father was like a drunken sailor, the way he talked. Where the hell? Well, I can't curse on this, but where do you think you're going, Nancy? There would be a blizzard going on. I'm going out. Don't worry, Daddy. I'll be, I'll be fine. Don't worry about it. And they would let us go. That's one thing about my parents. They, we, we had rules. Five o'clock dinner or you don't eat, you know? You have to be home by dusk. But other than that, we could like, they. my mother really, I think, wanted us out of the house. So we had to do our homework and then we could go and that was it. But I, I was thinking about how my father said, okay, well, you can take piano lessons or ice skate. And both of my parents were ice skaters and roller skaters. My, my mother and father met. My mother was 16 years old when she met my dad. And she met him at a roller rink in, in um, Long Branch. And that's history. That's it. They were together their whole lives. So um, where was I getting back? Well, to let's, let's, let's um, why, oh. why did you leave California and come back to New Jersey? Oh, yeah. Well, um, I had a great run in California. It was awesome. I got involved in ministries. I worked for churches. Um, uh, for 11 years so i had 11 years of parochial school then i had 11 years um in ministries i worked for north coast presbyterian church for six and a half years i was part of that ministry and then and i was the office facilities not kind of person there and they would throw me all the people that came off the street to talk to and try to counsel and into a better lifestyle and so i did that and i loved that and then i went uh, i was um I went to the old mission San Luis Rey, which is a 200 year old mission uh, in San Diego and Oceanside. And they're the Franciscan friars, the Franciscan monks. And I volunteered with them and I was with them for, um, I guess, 11 years total. It made, I guess, five and a half and six and a half, whatever it was. Whatever it was, it was 11 years. So um, it was like 11 years, 22 years of religion. Let's put it that way. So that's the shortest way to say it. And um, I loved it. And I loved the, uh, the church, the Mission San Luis Rey. And I was on the board of directors. I was the secretary for the board of directors. I was part of creating the stewardship committee. I hand wrote like 180, between 180 and 200 birthday cards every month to all the parishioners. Um, I was very involved uh, in the Mission San Luis Rey. And it was awesome. And, very involved in Bible studies and having them in my house. And I, um, I made mucho dinero in, um, and es muy necesario hablar español in California. And so I was the office facilities manager for a very large corporation there for many years before, uh, after the church. 
Um, I got all of my kind of knowledge from being with the church and then I took it into the corporate world. <clears throat> and I um, became, um, I, and I got myself a beautiful five bedroom house and I lived on top of a hill and I just mm. lived the life, you know, that it was um, such a blessing. It was all a blessing. I mean, it was all in the scheme of what I was supposed to experience in my lifetime. And, um, and now I came home, I gave it all up because I told my mother, I said, mom, it, mommy, because my father died young. He died of cancer at 73 years old, which is young. And, um, and so I told my mother, mom, if you ever need me, I'll come home. So my sister calls me and says, mommy wants you to call her. I said, well, why didn't she call me? She would call me and I would call her and I would talk to my dad every, every weekend and for years during his cancer and came home, of course, to see him before he passed away. But um, I didn't come home very often. It was mostly, hello, <laughs> it's Nancy. I'm so happy in California. I love California. So that's uh, my second home really. Um, I came home within a few, uh, two weeks. Um, I gave two weeks notice at my job. I gave almost everything that I owned away. I gave my uh, landscaper um, everything. He, he like won the lottery. He was from Mexico. I said, you can have everything. All the bedroom sets, the washers, dryers, refrigerator, uh, the dishwasher, everything. Just take it. Just take it all. And I gave a lot of my friends and most of my friends were pretty wealthy anyway, but I had a, I've, I collected um, art glass and Raku for years. Sometimes I think about the pieces that I gave away and I go, wow, Nancy, you're always given. But my song is I was just a boy, even though I'm really totally girl, girl, I'm a girl, girl, all the way, a very feminine. Um, my song is I was just a boy giving it all away because that's the way I've been very generous my whole life. And I didn't care about material things. I had it all. It's not what enriches you. It's not what gives you peace of mind. It's not what, it's nice, but so what? The next day you go, well, that's nice, but what next, you know? I mean, it gets old, it's nice. And I'm really happy I experienced that in my life, but I'm happy now. I came home to take care of my mother. And that's why I'm back in New Jersey. And, and you know, the universe and my God had a different plan for me because I did not want to really come back to New Jersey because the weather here for me is very hard. I had um, severe asthma my whole life. So, and even as a singer, but as I'm getting older, it's getting worse. So I took care of my mother for a total of eight years, but not in my apartment because I didn't have power of attorney. My other sister did, and it was her choice. And my mother too, she was really becoming, she didn't want me to go out. She didn't want anybody else to take care of her. She was falling. She was um, well into her 80s, my mom. She would have lived to be 100. I mean, she was really healthy, but she got pneumonia. Um, she got pneumonia. She had fallen and went into the hospital. She probably got pneumonia in a hospital. And um, my mother died. She would have been 87 years old. Wow. So um, I, I came back to New Jersey when I was 55. And at that moment, I retired for life. I really retired then. So um, I've, that, and that way I've been really blessed too because I didn't do anything with music or my own desires. I just took care of my mom. And I would go, you know, when she finally went into the atria, I would go there three, four times a week 
and talk to her all the time on the phone and be available for her and do things for her. And so after she passed away is when I, I, uh, I met my, my female BFF forever, uh, Trina, and she lives way up in, and I won't say where, but I met her in front of the stone pony. And she became my, um, we just um, celebrated, it sounds funny to say it this way, but she reminded me. She said, you know, Easter Nancy is our 10 year anniversary as friends. And she's very young. She, I have a daughter her age. She's 50, well, I can't tell you her age. But anyway, I have a daughter her age. My oldest daughter is, is her age, but I, I'm so young at heart. So I, I get along with really young people. Yeah, I get along with most any age people really, but I'm more attracted to young people because I have so much energy. Anyway, where am I now? I don't know. So uh, let me, let me reel you in. Zone. Let me reel you in. Um, uh, so you're back in Jersey and yeah. you, you then publish and, and write yeah. the song okay. called Indecision. I, I'm back in Jersey, and what happened is, like in California, I did, I mean, I did, I did my music in California, so I had recorded in, um, oh my god, I recorded, some of my uh, songs were recorded at Quad Studio in Nashville, Tennessee, um, I missed having Gary Talent as my bass player by one day, because he was one of the Nashville players, but I had Doc Holliday, who I pray that he's doing okay right now. I saw recently he was very sick. But um, so I, I, I did um, my music and I recorded in Maui. Um, I recorded um, in Corpus Christi, Texas. I spent a month and a half in Corpus Christi with musicians um, I, that were my friends. And I put a group together, all different. Um, I went to, I picked out, handpicked my musicians. And I was the executive producer of all of my music except Doc Holliday produced three songs. And, and, it's, and, and I actually uh, did, God, that's when I got into going, well, I really want to produce my own music because I had produced my own music five songs before I even produced music with him. But it was good because, because of him, it was very expensive, by the way, but because of him, Indecision hit. Like in one day, it was released and I got called by Myra Channing in New York City, the talent buyer for the Joey Reynolds show. And he said, tell that girl, Nancy Ryan, to come up here and make sure she brings that guitar because she's singing that song, Indecision, live on the radio. And I was so nervous that night. I was so nervous. And Steve Lasardi, my friend from 18, his nephew and I worked together too and did some recording. And he's into heavy metal. Well, Nancy. For that. But everything uh, snowballed after that because Trina and I, it's unstable. It says my internet connection's unstable. Yeah, you're, you're, you've been freezing uh, a little bit. Oh, don't do that. Stay on. So keep, keep moving along and we'll yeah. kind of move well, this along. I, like I said, um, Trina and I started going to all the clubs. From that night, I knew I wanted to be in broadcasting. So um, I left that studio knowing. And he said, wow, you are fabulous, Nancy. You got to come back on my show. And I said, thank you very much. And we went full circle and Joey was on my show last year. 
but That's great. He's still on um, in Florida. He does. Can you uh, can you kind of tell me and tell everybody how uh, Ryan Rocks at Asbury Park style got born and how you started yes, doing this? Yes, it got born out of it. It got born out of. Um, Joey Reynolds was my mentor into radio as a broadcaster. And I, after, um, I think it was after Super Storm Sandy, I did spiritual, I think it was podcasts. And I did, and I'm actually a Gene Pirro of Hamilton Radio. I had been already asked though, I had been interviewing. I took Slim Chance and the Gamblers. I took you first. Then I took Slim Chance and the Gamblers. Then I took Ronald, who's in heaven, Ronald Davis, the, um, the admin for Good Morning with the Boss Club. I took him to promote um, Old Freehold Day. But I got to emphasize how much I owe to, to my muse, I call her someday, Trina, because we perused the clubs of Asbury Park for years. And I kind of thank God we have another friend with us because I would go around and I would get all the groups to come on my radio show as guests. So, and then when I left Hamilton after two and a half years, people came to me, Willie Niles sends me an email. Will you do a show with me? I got a message from, from Gary Talent. Hey, Nancy, will you do a show with me? Unfortunately, I said, well, when? He goes, tonight. I go, but I can't even promote it. I should have done it and then promoted it. But anyway, I didn't do that. But I've had, it's been a trip. I mean, nine years in radio, I've been nominated in the category of a top radio personality supporting live music at the Asbury Music Awards for the past three years. And as you know, well, my friend Scott Stamper and Meg, um, they, uh, he is the founder of, of that organization of the awards, the Asbury Music Awards. And when COVID came and everything happened and the bar closed down, I still don't even know if they're going to do the Asbury Music Awards again, because there haven't been people able to even entertain. So, but if they do, and I always think, well, they should just give me that I should win anyway, because I, I was a DJ and an interviewer with Hamilton, but once I went on my own, I don't do music anymore. My shows are strictly live talk radio. So I'm in my own category. So I, I am nominating myself officially. Well, I'll wait till next year, my 10 year anniversary. When I'm 10 years in radio, I'm going to nominate myself as <laughs> winning uh, the award. Oh, and this is the best part. My shows have been welcomed. And thank you to all the admins of Bruce Springsteen's 22 group Springsteen pages that have aired my radio shows wow. for maybe almost four years now, whether wow. it has to do with music or not. So that is like a true honor. That's wow. a true honor. What a what a fabulous. By the way, I I was looking through pictures last night uh, to come up with pictures for this, and there I found a picture of you and Bruce Springsteen. Oh yes, yeah. That He's was wearing great. sunglasses. That's a great picture. Uh, I'm going to use it when I promote this. Yeah, yeah. And actually, uh, Trina was with me, and she was a huge fan. And I had met Bruce many, I met, I met him many, 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 many years ago, when we, when we were both single, Bruce and I. And I met him uh, backstage at the grand opening of Big Man West, and it was on a New Year's Eve. So I have a whole story about that. <laughs> 
as you can see, like I'm a redhead and you can imagine like, okay, I look like this now. Think about what I looked like at 32, you know, before I went to San Diego. So I had a nice talk with Bruce about the night that we met. And um, so anyway, my brother and he were friends for, for life and he loved Billy. Uh, and they played together at the Paramount every year uh, at Live Day, and um, so I have I have many pictures of um, of them and and of Clarence of the Red Bank Rockers and um, my good friend Jeff Levine. But I want to talk about how you came, uh, you know, to a show with me, and then soon it like what happened to me was too after I did that podcast the. Uh, the spiritual podcast and was taught, it snowballed after Joey Reynolds to where uh, Rocky Tom, Rock and Tommy asked me to be on a show. I was on his show like three or four times and you came with me a few times. And then I would take other people to his show. And he asked me to a sh do a show before him, like do my own show. You can do whatever you want, write a show. So he encouraged me to write the show and, and that did, that's when I wrote the show. And um, then Danny Coleman, I was on his show. And Trina came down and came with me and our friend came with us too, her um, mutual friend of hers. And he asked me to do a show before his show. And then I had um, Backstreet Radio. That's um, a Bruce Springsteen Backstreet there on uh, Facebook. And so they were think saying, Nancy, you know, we think, you know, we're thinking about it. We, we think we might be interested. And then they decided we want to do, be strictly Bruce uh, music. We just want to be music. We don't want to do a talk show. So uh, it just, uh, it, it came the way it was supposed to. Um, I really feel like you came, you took some pictures, you got the bug, you got into radio soon after that yourself. You Then you went with New Jersey Discover TV. And now, you know, and you have like evolved and then you got a professorship. I mean, it's been such a, a joy for me to watch you um, and Thank your you. career blossom into now conversations with Calvin that's worldwide and on YouTube. It's just really awesome if, um, if we follow, follow our dreams, if we yeah. in, you know, exactly. if, we don't give up, if we don't give up, if we continue to keep going and um, Lord knows we have all had uh, our challenges in life and our sorrows in life and our losses in life, but we just get up every day and try to find something that just gives you that, that desire right. to be better, to be a better person to learn something new. Um, I could talk about you forever. I could. Don't talk about me. This is not about me. I know, but I could, uh, and I loved it. Well, I, and I love you too. And, 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 and it's been so special, Nancy. So, um, you, you, you and I, uh, you've done some acting. Uh, yes, I have. I, I actually was in shows when I was like in grammar school, we would have a yearly um, show. And so I would sing in those shows. I tried to be a ballerina. I never even went to one ballet class. I was so humiliated and they go, Nancy, you're really not, honey, you can't do be a dancer. So my girlfriend, my Michelle, my best girlfriend, and I don't know how old, she happened to have a sari, a sari with the fringe on top. So we literally got that sari and it was brought to the school, Holy Spirit. And I don't know what grade we were in, fifth or sixth grade. And we sat on the sari and drove it around the stage. And we sang that uh, song, Sari with the Fringe on Top, together. 
and so um and i was in the choir of course and we did masses like and i was at church of course all the time i loved at church so it was a big part of my life and um we would do um masses in latin and we would do them in like four or five part harmonies um i got to do maybe a few solos but even back then i knew that i could sing i knew that i could sing uh, that i knew and i knew that i could write songs and melodies so uh it's been a real trip for me and a real ride and i've been blessed to work with some of the best uh in the industry um i want to i want to look at your questions for a second go ahead they were so good and i'm going to start doing that i mean i i'm i did start doing it a little bit but um well, the acting, because you and I no, actually. Acting, yeah, well, I have been, let's see, back in, um, the first thing I did was a documentary. And it was uh, with a girl, um, Alessandra Lee De Campi from Italy. And she flew in from Italy. And she was had been doing in Italy and in other countries, a documentary about Bruce Springsteen friends and fans. And of course, there's a there's a Facebook page, but that's not her Facebook page, that particular page. So she flew in with her husband from Italy, and it was 9-11. Um, uh, and I had been in radio for quite a while by then, and I was promoting Michelle Moore. I had promoted Jared Clemens before he went with Bruce. I promoted Jake Clemens, which I continue to do. Um, I met almost all the Clemens men. I promoted Nick Clemens. Nick is a good friend of my, all the Clemens. I met Charlie Clemens. I've met all but one of the sons of Clarence. And they're all wonderful, wonderful, loving spirits. I love them all dearly. And I wish them all the very best. And they're good to me. I'm good to them. They're good to me. And that's the way I think life should be. That rhymed. <laughs> I guess I am a songwriter. But so I did a documentary with Alessandra on the north end outside of Convention Hall, sitting on the boardwalk. And she said, oh my God, Nancy, that was the best one yet. Want to come with me? I'm doing Danny Clinch next. And Danny Clinch was inside. He had a little, um, he was showing his photography inside Convention Hall. And so that's the day, and I have a picture of the day that I met Danny Clinch. And I had like a ca black cowboy hat on. And I have a picture of us together in with his all his photography behind us. So I was there for his interview. He did like a maybe 10 minute interview <laughs> or a 15 minute interview. And um, then that night, the Alliance singers, Michelle Moore was not only did Rocky, what is it called? Rocky Ground or I always forget the name of that song that she sang. She was only the only backup singer that really got was given that blessing of singing a song with Bruce, other than Patty singing with Bruce. And um, so we became friends and I love her. And we, we talk still to this day, but I promoted her and I promoted the show, um, the 9-11 show, it was the Alliance Singers. And so Alessandra was there and that night I was able to get <laughs> for Alessandra, not only Michelle Moore, who was a member of the E Street Band to be in the video. But I said, Kyle 
Hey, Kyle, Brindle, my friend of years and years, knew him before I moved to California. He calls me Auntie Nancy. <laughs> That's what my nieces and nephews call me, Auntie Nancy. So he calls me Auntie Nancy and um, or Aunt Nancy. And so I said, Kyle, do you want to, you know, be in the documentary? And he said, well, okay. And then he had this great place backstage, a little office in the back that we had never even seen. Most people only saw his office that was before backstage when you walked in on the side, but he had another office back backstage. So we went in there and he did an interview and that was really cool that he was involved. And um, so that was my first documentary. The most recent, uh, I did a film in California. We're gonna be going back from New Jersey or California. The first thing I did really in film was in California. I was an extra in a movie with Pierce Brosnan and it was called wow. The Heist. Wow. And I had a lot of different parts. And my friend who played a policeman, he got to be in the film. But as you know, in those films with their budget, they do enormous amounts of footage and then they edit out. So I don't even think I saw myself in, in <laughs> I'd have to look at it again to see if I was even in it. And I even, I think I saw my car. I was driving my car because it was a bank robbery and they were trying to get over the border. And they said, Nancy, will you drive your car? I had a black Nissan Sentra. And so I was driving the car behind this big van that was trying to escape in the heist. Uh, anyway, back in Jersey, I did another, um, I did a movie with Sean uh, Guess and Bob Cleary, who is an actor. And that was great. And you were part of that. And my friend, Anjanette Pinkston, who is uh, awesome. I met her, she was in the film at the very last minute, she came to the door and I ad did it. I go, oh, we have a new visit. I think we have a new member. And she came right over and we hugged each other and she was in the movie. But um, so I was in that and it was my first debut as an acting and speaking actor because I had never done a speaking part. I was extra in other movies, but always just in the background. So that was really awesome. I loved doing that. And I was offered another movie with Anjanette in New York. And it was it was right along the same line. She said, I have your outfit. I have your police. And I did the police academy in California, by the way. And um, so I said, that would be a perfect part. I was supposed to tell everybody else, give them their daily work. And she said, I have your hat, your badge, and your shirt. That's all you need. But it was 98 degrees and the humidity was awful. And I would have had to film in Manhattan and in Long Island. And I had to turn it down and it broke my heart because I so wanted to be in it, but I couldn't be because of my, um, because of my health, because of my asthma. So um, anyway, she's doing wonderful. And Jeanette Pinkston, go check her out, please. Um, she's on Facebook and everywhere else. And you've got, of course, check Calvin out. We, everybody knows Calvin. So uh, let's see. Where so there's we? another uh, aspect. Uh, as I, did something else. I did not, another documentary. I was asked to do another documentary. It was just um, recently. I did a documentary and it's called The History of Music in the State of New Jersey. Wow. And it was with Fulvio Ciceri. Wow. And he is a well-known actor. He's been in many, 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 many sitcoms. And in fact, I just sent him a message said, are you in the episode on Netflix, The Travelers? Because I could have sworn I'm watching this sci-fi thing about people from the future. 
and I could have sworn, oh my God, that looks like Fulvio. Wow. And so I haven't heard back from him, but I know he's a really busy guy. But I brought him, and it was great. I mean, he knew that I knew a lot of people just from going on my, you know, my radio show. You just scroll back on my blog and you're going to see all the people that have been on my show. So, and I, I don't mind that. I mean, that's, that's, that's good. That's good for me. I want people to know who I am, you know? And um, in any case, I brought him, I was working at the time with my, uh, I'll call him my partner in happiness and laughter, uh, the one and only, Kyle, uh, KYL Beats or whatever they call him, Kyle, I call him Kyle Ward. I call him a, a prodigy. And so he was 24 and I was 74 when we recorded uh, my, one of my first songs in his studio in Rumson. So I brought him there. Oh, and I was in another, um, another uh, well, I've been interviewed a lot. I'm not even gonna go there. It's too many to mention. So I'm not gonna talk about that, but um but Kyle, you know, was in the movie, of course, and he did a great job and he played, you know, he's just, he plays every instrument, but the keyboards and he can even play keyboards, but he doesn't. And he sang on my second, so I made him sing on both of my songs. And um, so he is co-producer of both. I released a song about COVID. Uh, it was about uh, COVID, Black Lives Matter and, um, and uh, Pandemics Emerge. No, wait, it was about, here we go. It's called Something Was Wrong, but it's a very upbeat, positive song. But it's about, instead of calling it COVID, I call it Pandemic Emerge. Instead of calling it Black Lives Matter, I say racism and hate makes the world a scary place. And then, of course, I talk about global warming, too. But the song is so upbeat and positive, and I wrote it in 15 minutes. It was like in, in divinely inspired. I woke up in the morning, I wrote the song, I took out my guitar, and within 15 minutes, I had the melody. And I recorded it like a few weeks later. And Kyle is on it as well. And my good friend, Nick Clemens, asked me to be on a show of his that was a nine hour virtual show. They gave me prime time, nine o'clock. His assistant called me, Kim, who I adore. And she said, Nancy, just call in at nine o'clock. Talk for four minutes. Like I can really talk for only four minutes. Talk for four minutes about your radio show and your music. And what they did, and then she sends me an email. I'm doing a pics mix. I'm like, okay. I didn't know what she was doing until it was done. And then she goes, so when it was done, she goes, check this out. We're, we're going to be airing this at nine o'clock after, you know, after, when, when, after you talk. And I had promoted, I said, since you asked me to be in the show, of course, I'm going to promote the show. If I had known about it, I would just do it. I don't have to be on the show. No, we want you. Nick said, you're, you're on the show. I don't even think he heard the song, but I had, and this is also why I know it's divine providence because I was going through all my old photographs of Clarence, my own personal photographs. And I came up with photographs of him that I adored and that I blew up and I printed out in color. And they were sitting on my sod table that I have a million things, as you know, in your office. It's like, okay, where is this now? It's somewhere on this table. But I had them sitting there. So, and one was his, when his birth date and death date. 
And so that's what I started it out with. And then I put different pictures. What they did was absolutely awesome. And a lot of people questioned me, not a lot, but a few people questioned me. Well, what is what do you have to do with Clarence Clemens? You know, because what they did was they did a few pictures, like two or three, and then up pops me with my hair down to here, just me, and it said something was wrong. Nancy Ryan underneath that. Yeah. Producer or something. Ryan Rock's Productions LLC. I don't know what it says. But anyway, and through the whole song, the song was almost four minutes long. And it starts off with these bubbles that are coming up pink. And then it comes up with Clarence and me. And then my pictures coming up. And I'm like, wow, what? You know, something was wrong comes up. Then there's more of the E Street Band and Clarence. Then there's pictures of my album Ryan Rocks you know pops up and I'm going what did they do you know and then there's more pictures of Clarence mainly Clarence and then there's Nick and me at the press box in Asbury Park like that was done 11 12 years ago and of us hugging and it says the Nick Clemens band or whatever Nick Clemens on it or it says his name Nick Clemens and um and it's awesome and and as I said to her, can I use that? I mean, I want to use that when I ever promote it. Now it will be in December. It'll be a year. I haven't even promoted it. So I've, I, and, and because of your influence, and you're one of my biggest muses, male muse, you're my male muse. Trina's my female muse. God's my, you know, all, everything. I have to, I have to put that in first. So God is my all first. And then um, certain people are so special in my life. By the way, I, there's too many to mention. We've got time um, for one more aspect of Nancy, one more question okay. to ask you um, as we kind of wind down. I want to ask this, but uh, in, in the title, I said you are a humanitarian and you are. You're involved in so many different causes you're you're so involved uh in you know we've overlapped on some of those things um but right. talk about some of your humanitarian things you're i will and it's because of you uh it's because of you calvin in new jersey anyway not in my california um humanitarianism acts and, and of kindness for nothing in return but joy in my heart um, because of you, you sent me a message and said, I have one ticket for Destiny's Bridge at Twin Rivers Theater. And I can't think of anyone that would, uh, I would rather have come and see that. And I was good friends too with Rosemary Conti for uh, a few years. And um, she remembered me from when I, before I moved. So I came that night and you were on the dais. And I did stand up and ask some questions of Minister Steve because I had been in ministries in California. And I met Minister Steve in person after the show. And he said, those were, those are some good questions that you asked, Nancy. And the thing is that uh, we became close friends and have been friends ever since, actually. And I started my radio show as a giving back to the community. So my first four shows were solo half an hour podcasts about uh, Superstorm Sandy, if I'm correct about that. I'm not always right on my dates. I have to think about the 
the date or the time or how old my children were. I don't, I don't know, I'm getting old now, but um, I started it with not-for-profits. So my first not-for-profit was the Nixons who did so many fabulous things. And my second guest was Minister Steve Brigham of Tent City. And I've been promoting him ever since. Cause once, so I have uh, 10, actually I had to drop one because they don't have their 503C anymore. And I've been trying, I need to get one more cause I like to have 10, but I have nine of the best not-for-profits in the state of New Jersey that I not only promote after every single radio show, but I promote them with little checks in the mail, you know, and I promote them with car donate. I, I stick a bunch of things in the car and I knit um, Afghans and hats. And I started, I knit, I guess for the homeless, I, and I'm not bragging. I'm just saying, this is what makes me so happy and keeps me young is I crocheted. I learned to crochet a speed stitch and I had so much yarn and I crocheted uh, blankets, Afghans, which I have yours. It's in my car still. Um, I made uh, 15, I guess, for the homeless. And I made Minister Steve a queen size one that's to die for. And when he saw it, he just couldn't even believe it. He said, it's the most beautiful thing I've ever seen in my life. And um, I said, well, that's what I do. I can't always just sit. I have to, if I'm watching TV, like I'm making Afghans. So, you know, so that gives me great joy. And I made some actually for the vets that are homeless. I made it with camouflage, all different camouflage through it. They're all very comfortable and they're beautiful and they're cozy and they'll fit around a whole person's body and they're warm. So that has given me great joy doing that. And so I'm the beginning of the show and I do have a few sponsors that I barter with because I said, you know, I've been paying now for to do my radio show, which, you know, it does cost money to be in this business and I'm not getting paid by anyone. And um, it's all right because I want to do this. But I was, uh, I said, let me think. I think I know a way I can barter. So I did barter with a dentist and that worked out very well. And then I bartered, um, let's see, what else did I barter? I bartered, um, well, anyway, I have I have three. Oh, I have another dentist now because that dentist, I, I've, I, I, uh, anyway, I have two dentists and that was great. And then I have um, Gregory Peck, who is, I, I shouldn't, I should name them all, I guess. Um, but I won't because just listen to my radio show. I mention them after every, every show, the three that I have. So I do have three. And um, I like that because there's no exchange of money. There's just exchange of goods. And I think that's going to happen more and more as we evolve in, in this world because a lot of people don't have a lot of money today. You know, they have taught. Well, I was brought up that way anyway. It's your time. It's your, your ties, your time and your talent. You know, that's what you have to give people. And I think one of the most valuable things that a person really can give you, for me anyway, is your time. And what I'm really working on that I have to work on because I have OCD and I'm not, I'm not very open about that is, and my brain is running faster. There's something wrong with my brain runs faster than my, or my mouth runs faster than, than my brain. I, I don't know. Wait, where are my teeth? I have to, oh, here they are. Hold on. I wanted to do this before we end the show. So these are my chatter teeth. 
and I've had signs up saying, let the guests talk, you know, because I will talk, 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 talk. Well, you are a guest here. Well, that's true, but I mean, when I'm the host. <laughs> yeah, well, you are a guest here, and, and actually, we've got to wind down. I know. Can we, I do my chatter teeth, though? We, uh, you can show the chatter teeth, and that, that's a good way to kind of end this. Uh, I encourage everyone. I want to, I want to, my last thing, I want to first of all, thank you enormously, because I know I have put you off, put you off, put you off. I've said, no, no, when the timing is right. And actually the timing just wasn't right for me. Things just were going on with my asthma. And then I lost my, you know, the COVID was going on. I was trying to care for my brother through cancer. Uh, Well, I did was taking care of him through cancer and he beat it, but then the COVID got him. So um, just going through life things and um, trying to hang on to having the energy to do my radio shows and then finding out about my breathing asthma's developed into something else, but I'm good. So this is what I would like to do is um, thank you so much for having me as a guest on Conversations with Calvin. Thank you, Nancy. Because I don't even know how you do what you do because, oh, and I do wanna say one thing. I do want to say something about one of my not-for-profits because I just promoted it last night and it's called Rami's Heart. And it's a woman that I met and I had her on my radio. I I interviewed her because of you. You know that. That What? I interviewed her because of you. Oh, right, right. And yeah, and I hope a lot of other people that you will interview because of me. But she started a thing with a rock and a heart, a yellow heart on the beach. And 250 rocks were there with names of people that lost their relatives to COVID-19. And her brother died in May of 220. And it was her only brother, her younger brother. She's a wonderful girl. So on the 17th of this month, they're having, they finally found a place for the installation because people were wanting to send their rocks and they were all on the beach in Bradley Beach. And I said, you got to get these rocks off the beach. They're going to corrode. So they're, they're having it at Allaire State Park, I guess. Anyway, I did the promo. So you just go to Ryan. Uh, my It's on everywhere. It's on Ryan Rock Salisbury Park Style. It's on my Nancy Ryan page. It's on my Inside and Outside the Fabulous Grand Arcade page. And it's on a million. It's on about 25 groups all over you know, New Jersey. So you'll see it. And if you can go and support her, I'm so happy because it's COVID. It's not just memorializing those that died from COVID, like we memorialize those that died at 9-11, but it's also a scientific uh, slash a museum. So it's about this virus and how it starts. It's more of an education. Because like, let's face the facts. We are not this, look, we may be, done with this or want to be done with this virus but it's not done with us unfortunately it's not done with us yet so we need lots of prayers and with that i'm going to say wow can i ever talk and and uh, i want to i want to thank you Uh, we've been planning this for a long time i want to thank you for the 10 years of friendship And um, and and of course, uh, I'm inviting you back. We can. There's so much more to you, which we will uh, uncover. But anyway, Nancy, thank okay. you. Uh, it's been a great ten years. It's been a great nine years with your radio show. 
and to be continued. Thank yes, you, Nancy. And yes, and folks, please go to Kyle Ward's website because you will see both of our most recent releases. And just go to my album, Ryan Rocks It. It's Ryan, it's it's reverbnation.com slash Nancy Ryan. You'll see me on the rocks with my guitar. It's an awesome album. I never even promoted it. It's a country rockabilly. My last releases are very hip because I had that very young energy. And it, it, it was such, I mean, how we met was through, a, I mean, I met him years ago and he was with Taylor Tote because I promoted the Taylor Tote band and he was the lead guitarist. But Kyle Ward, I, he is just a phenomenal guy. He was just in a movie called Thriller. So I'm giving him a shout out. Um, and he wrote four of the original songs in it. And he won an award for, yeah. uh, for best song, instrumental song in that yeah. movie. So this kid's going places for sure. His mom is Lynn Warden. She's with the, you know, she's the editor with the, the Twin Rivers Times, I believe. And also a wonderful person. And um, her husband is a very nice guy too. But I'm going to end this with my, this yeah. is, this is my, my family song for me is, you talk too much, you worry me to death. You talk too much, whatever. And so this is it. Oh, that's great. That's great, Nancy. Uh, All right, we're going to cut it off. Thank you, Nancy. Oh, my God. Thank you so much. I'm so happy that we got this done. You did it. It was a little challenging to start with, but, uh, you thank know. You.